from the shade room to your news feed. We brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. America save, Victor Solomon. Congratulations, Victor. You can go back. You are in, thanks to America's overnight vote, to the semifinals next Monday night. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of Pulse Radio in the building. And y'all heard it, man. Y'all heard it. If y'all are watching Instagram Live, y'all see what's happening on TV. The first thing y'all see if y'all watching this on Instagram Live, live with me right now, y'all saw there was a weather alert. <laughs> As we were getting this moment, it was a weather alert. I think it's about to be a thunderstorm. Y'all pray for me. But also, Victor Solomon, man, Mr. HBCU, North Carolina A&T in the building. He has made it to the top nine of The Voice. And I want y'all to put, I want it to be put into perspective, right? Not only did he make the top nine, he also was the highest voted artist on Team Legend. He was the first name that was called. Everybody else is up there waiting with bated breath. Man, what's going on? What's happening? Man, Victor got that call. He he walked back. He was just chilling there at the performing. He just was watching the show with the rest of us, man. So congratulations, first and foremost, to Victor Solomon. Victor is so talented, man. You did it. You got to keep doing it, man. And we're going to make sure you're there because the rest of the way, it's all about not only Victor's performance, but it's also about the level of support that we give Victor as far as with as far as in the popular vote and also just sharing his story, man. So first and foremost, shout out to Victor and shout out to everyone that voted, right? Because the reason why I'm so passionate Y'all been seeing HBCU post ever since March. Like, we didn't just post the video and just say, all right, next call, or we're going to move on to the next story. We have consistently shown Victor that love and support because this is a pivotal moment. Like, Victor is on The Voice. He was the first person, the first artist that was on The Voice to make John Legend turn around for a rendition of his song. He made it past the battle round. He made it past the knockout round. And now he's in the top nine. That's a story we have to tell. With, you know, HBCU Paul starting it in 2017 and really getting our purpose in 2018, one of the big things I always say in my mind, I say two things now, especially with me graduating and especially life circumstances happening is I don't, I number one, don't want folks to go through the same things that I have on this road to trying to get to wherever God's taking me. But also I want to make sure that people don't feel the way that I feel, I felt when I was, you know, in school. It was oftentimes, man, I felt as if I wasn't supported. It felt like oftentimes I got all this talent, I'm doing all this stuff, and it's like, where's the dividend for it? So my big thing is that when you see someone like Victor, we see folks like Deshaun, like Deshaun was on American Idol. When you see Ane, when you see Dion, when you see just John, we got to support those folks because, number one, we want to help them make their dreams come true. That's first and foremost. It, 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 like, I don't get nothing from this. The What I get from this is a level of satisfaction that I see an HBCU student that is talented getting his just due and living his dream and creating a career for himself 
using his talents. That's the first thing. But also, this is representation. You know, I'm a I'm a HBCU alum, man. I'm a graduate of Fort Valley State University. This is HBCUs on the big stage. Victor's Mr. HBCU, who was Mr. A&T this past year. Like, Victor is the HBTU talent show king right now. He's putting on for everybody that's sang in a talent show, everybody that's done the Apollo on their campus, everybody that sings, you know, at Coronation. He's putting on for us right now. So we got to show support and we have to really show Victor love on this journey because we, cause like th this is a moment that we're not going to be able to get back. Like, yeah, you can have other folks on there, but Victor's bonafides are crazy. Victor is literally putting on for HBCUs every moment he steps on that stage. So if we don't support him, man, we're, we're losing. So I definitely just want just to say that first and foremost, that's why I'm going crazy. That's why I'm supporting. That's why Pulse Media, we deep. You know, we got HBCU Pulse in the building, got a Queen Series in the building. You know, we got Pulse Radio that we doing, got the podcast vibe, all of that. That's why we're doing all of this because we have to support students like Victor, kings and queens like Victor, as they get on their road to growing their brand, well, they can be the next John Legend. Because our time is here. Our time is coming and it's here. So Victor can turn this into a real career. All right. So that's why I'm really supporting. That's why I'm super excited, man. I got to hit. The, I, I don't hit the bomb normally because like the bomb is so long. Like the, the bomb, you know, like, you know, Charlotte on the breakfast club, drop one of clues bombs. The bomb is so long, but I think this is a bomb moment. All right. So let, let me drop the bomb. Give me one second. You gotta give me one second for that. Gotta drop the bomb. Got gotta drop the bomb, man. Starla, how you doing tonight? I'm good. It's a beautiful night. Obviously, we watched The Voice and Victor did absolutely amazing. So I'm excited. I'm listening to what you gotta say. Man, like I, I'm I'm just overcome with just so much happiness because you know the HBCU community, we really did it. And, you know, yes. what's so crazy is that on yesterday, you know, we had just John on and it was a moment in the interview, Starlet, where we talked about the level of the HBCU community supporting Victor. And this is what John said about that. So do you think that the support of like the HBCU community, like an HBCU Pulse Queen series, do you think that that would matter? Where it's like, hey, so let, let's say that, you know, people see this and yeah, we got HBCUs get together. Every now, now, if all HBCUs, if all the HBCUs get together and honestly vote, now I ain't talking about no, you know what I'm saying, vote like we had last time. I had that man in the White House. I ain't talking about that kind of vote. I'm talking about like everybody vote, like everybody vote. If we do that, I believe as a united front, yes. But that's everybody. I don't know. He said he didn't know, but I know, John. I know we did it. Yeah. What you what you think? No, that's my bro. I love I love John's comment. I think that he is totally right. I think that HBCU students can do a lot, like more than is is this is with the voice, is with the singing competitions, is with businesses, is with networking. I mean, we have the power to do it all if we all get together. Black people have a lot of power <laughs> if we all just get on a united front and work together. I I would just love to see what happens when we all just support somebody and take it all the way and ride with it. So 
I'm excited for this. And one thing that I always talk about, especially in the regards of student elections, is that mm. we have all these talents and all these ideas. Because one of the things that Victor did that I thought was so cool, he had his own voting group chat. Like, I don't know if people really peeped that. He had his own voting group chat. Like, he was running to be Mr. A&T again. Wow. Well, you know, if y'all if y'all know about HBCU group chats and if you're involved a lot on campus, you know, there's like a million and one group chats. Right. I had to get used to that when I first became Miss Norfolk State University because I wasn't used to it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm like not the person who responds in group chats. But the group chats are just such an amazing way to connect with each other. You get to stay in contact with each other. And it's just for this type of thing. Like, that's dope. Like he's, he's using the HBCU campaign system to work for him in a whole nother way so that's cool it's all strategy and and, and that's it's the big strategy thing. it's all strategy you know in a real way because like all this is is marketing and that's what I, I try to tell students as you know as we work on elections with them and as you know we cover these elections and these different things these are transferable skills and we literally mm-hmm. saw it on display from Victor. Victor had two voting graphics. I, I don't think people peep, peeped it because I really I'm, I'm studying all of this because you know how you got you got the main graphic you pop out with and then you got your <laughs> platform graphic. Then you got your week of event graphic. He had two voting graphics. All right? I need, I want y'all, go to his page and count. I want you to go to don't play with now, him. Now don't don't like if y'all rock, rocking on HBC post Instagram live with us. Don't just leave leave and come back. But go see that he he had two campaign graphics. He had one and he had another one that he posted later on. So that is campaign strategy right there. These skills are transferable, and that's all we we, we saying, man. But I want to yeah. I, I want to segue into something else really quickly. So you know we're watching The Voice, and first and foremost, I want to say, Starlet. I'm actually really enjoying The Voice. And to be honest, and I don't say this lightly, and I didn't tell you this before the mm-hmm. show, like, The Voice is giving me American Idol, like, season two vibes. Like, when mm-hmm. Ruben started that one, because, you know, back in the day, you were just so involved in it. You know what I'm That's saying? That's a high compliment right there if you're comparing it to American Idol season two and three. You know what I'm saying? The, the ones before, so. the ones for season 11, that, like the, the other seasons, you know, it, I, I can't, <laughs> we, we, we can't speak on those like that. Cause, uh, but I'm talking about the ones before 2011 with, yes. you know, with Fantasia and Kelly Clarkson, you know, Jennifer Hudson, all these different folks that was on yes. there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, as I was up there and, I, and, and I'm, I'm watching in my living room, I'm watching Victor up there. Like I could sense that nervousness on Victor's face. And if you look at his story, Victor said like about 10, about 10 minutes before, you know, team John legend came up. He said, listen, y'all, y'all be ready because it's not confirmed yet. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like walk us through that story. Like, how do you think that feels as a singer? How do you think that feels? Do you just know you got it? Or are you really nervous? Um, I think, well, I'm going based off of pageantry experience and singing competition experience. Cause I've been in some talent shows that, um, you know, had a winner, some that didn't have a winner, but anytime I'm in a singing competition or a pageant, it's like, if you know, you did the best that you could do and you gave it your all on that stage, all you can do is just pray and be in the moment because you know that you did the best that you could. So from there, it's like sometimes it can go either way. Sometimes it depends on the judges. In this case of the show, it depends on the voters. It depends on who is, you know, it depends on how it's working 
or whatever and people's opinions and input and that's the only thing about voting with these shows like i've seen some people no no shade but i've seen some people who really should have made it through a final round of something and it completely went the other way you like eh, but america was looking for something different so it just depends but i think in the moment to answer your question in the moment like I said, as long as you know that you did the best you can do, you know that there's a possibility that it can go either way. And you just have to be prepared for the for the best outcome yeah. or the not so good outcome. But I think from there you take it and you have a solution for either way. So if as long as you have a strategy and a plan for either way, how it goes, you know, you can keep it moving. Well, the big thing about The Voice is that the best part about it is that it was so many different ways to get to that final spot. Because of course, mm-hmm. like Victor got, he got four judge, the four judges: John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, Blake Shelton, and Nick Jonas. They all stood up and applauded him. He's the first person that got that last night, which so, is amazing. So one thing that I knew, just looking at it from a strategic aspect, is that you knew that Victor was going to, at the very least, make it to the next round because you have mm-hmm. the America's vote with the top person that is safe. America saved them, quote unquote. But then you have the artist that John picks. So you got to realize that it's very much based on the style of John's team and who John's been rocking with. And if you've been watching the show, you see that John Legend has been rocking with Victor the whole entire time. So it was no doubt yeah. in my mind that Victor was going to make it to that next round because he had three shots. He had the, he had him just getting in to the top nine just automatically off an America save. Then you have John Legend mm-hmm. that was going to pick him regardless. And then you have, hey, like he's probably going to get number two because, you know, we all going crazy for him. We're voting. So he's going to at the very least have one last performance. And then the audience say, like, I, I just, Victor was not going home. I, I just, I didn't see it. Well, the part that I love the most, I think I saw John enjoying it. Like, I just loved seeing John Legend, like, get into the performance and enjoy it and have a good time and dancing. And, you know, Victor, he put a little church sauce on there. He was, he had that little squall in the Steve. I was like, okay, you put a little squall in the Stevie Wonder song. He's like, ah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm not expecting that. But um it was great. I think it was it was just it was a feel good song. And you know, Stevie Wonder, when you sing a Stevie Wonder song on like a show like that, it always it's always rocking for whatever reason. I, I saw Fantasia do that and different different people sing Stevie Wonder songs. Love it, love it, love it. So let's play a little snippet of Victor's live performance for the folks that haven't checked it out. And of course, if you're mm-hmm. just joining us, you know, this is Post Reacts where, you know, we're really just reacting to, you know, Victor Solomon, Mr. HBCU is on The Voice. We're congratulating him. He made it to the top nine, but it's, it's not yes. like we just won. We're not just celebrating prematurely. We got to keep it going, man, because we go for the win. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second, but let's play a little bit of Victor's performance from the live playoff round. Oh, I'm sorry. 
that was Victor Solomon, like former that Stevie Wonder for the <laughs> playoff run. And I hear what you're saying, Star. I, I hear that. You heard that church in there? I, I, I hear Ooh, it. I, yeah. I, I, like, I'm telling you, like, like he was like, killing it. At this point, Victor was singing to him. I'm telling you, like, like, like he gonna, he gonna, he gonna make sure everybody saved in, uh, 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 in that all the virtual audience because you know it's not a lot of power in there. <laughs> <laughs> All the virtual audience was going to virtual church. I swear to God. So exactly. let's segue into this really quickly, right? So, you know, we spoke about the aspect of, okay, you know, about how singers can make it and how you can, you know, mm-hmm. how you discover songs, you know, in 2021. And we talk about American Idol, right? And American Idol had a lot of stars. And Kelly Clarkson mm-hmm. is a perfect example of the American Idol ecosystem. Well, you had the winners that went on to just make hits in the early 2000s. And then, you know, even folks that yeah. didn't win, they still became big stars. But we saw after 2011 that these singing shows weren't, quote unquote, creating stars like American Idol did before them. Because American Idol, of course, was that template. So it was it, it was an article that I was looking. I was doing my research and it was an article that came out on Today. And I was up at three <laughs> at three a.m. I was I was editing this pod, the podcast from last night, and you know Lindsay Parker, she's the editor in chief of Yahoo Music, so she put out this article and it said after ten years and twenty seasons, Blake Shelton thinks The Voice has finally found his first superstar. And I don't I don't know if y'all understand the the, the shade in that title, okay? Because if you read the article, let me give you a summary of the article. The article is basically saying like, really, Blake. So you telling me that 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 you you've been on the season for ten for ten seasons and it's never been a star, and Blake said something interesting. I don't have the clip of this, but Blake said on E News last year that you know he feels as if Universal, you know, the record label that the winners are signed to after they win, it's not doing mm-hmm. a good job producing stars. So. I feel like he was trying to make a statement last night because, you know, we're supporting Victor and we know Victor's a star and Victor's going to make some things shake after at whatever happens. He's going to win, but whatever happens, Victor's going to come up from this. But in general, like Blake said this on last night and I think it was very interesting and I think that this article, I think, you know, Lindsay was onto something. So this is what Blake said in regards to one of his artists, Cam Anthony. More people ask me about an artist on my team and 20 seasons of doing this show man you could be the first superstar that we launch off this show now i don't know if he was being complimentary but it seemed like well dang like if, if i was on the show before would well, just forget me and and since and in the new york post made an article this was back in early april so i want to read a little snippet of it because you know blake was sort of sniping at allison porter so the New, the New York Post article says once Allison Porter was the last singer standing on the Tim season of The Voice in 2016, she won, as all the confetti douse champions do, $100,000 and a recording contract. But after the pitch-perfect ending on NBC's singing competition Juggernaut, her pop star dreams soon turned into a nightmare. So they quote her, and she, and she said, it was sort of like, I got this record deal, but what do I do now? She's 39. You know, she was the first winner for Christina Aguilera's team. You know, Christina Aguilera was with Blake and she was on the the original cast of The Voice with CeeLo, you know, with Adam Levine. She was on the Mm. original cast. So this was her first winner. And, you know, Blake is the only one standing from the original cast. So she said once you win, they're on to the next season within two months. And you're a has-been. 
And I was like terrified because I wasn't going to use this momentum to make it in the music business. It was definitely not what I had expected. And then the, like this article in the New York Post says, as a star-making vehicle, the voice hasn't performed up to expectations. And I think that's sort of in the way what Blake is saying. And I think it, it 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 brings up the broader point of what we talked about with John. Well, you know, you and I have talked about Starlet behind mm-hmm. the scenes is that what's the best way to come up as an artist in 2021? So what do you think about this, Starlet? As an artist with an album, what, what, what do you think? So, well, first to start off with the comment, love Blake Shelton, love Blake Shelton. I don't know if he necessarily, you know, was trying to be malicious with it or anything. I think his intent was to say okay, well, maybe we can take this this person and actually catapult them, you know, the right way or quote unquote, whatever the right way is. But I will say, of course, there's many superstars that have probably crossed that stage already. Already, It's not even a probably that have crossed that stage already. It's just how you handle an artist and their image and their marketing. So, you know, shows like, you know, these reality television music shows, they have to, um, you know, live up to the promise and take the artist and really do all they can to push them. And I think um, in that article that we read, with Blake Shelton, what he was trying to say is that I did read this, part. he said a lot of times we've dropped the ball with the record deal portion of it. So, of course, it's like the show part is very exciting. You get to see these artists. You're like, oh, my God, where are they going next after the voice when they win, even when they win, whether they win or not. But even when they win, you're like, OK, what's next? So the voice has to take them or whatever show, uh, all of the shows that exist, you have to take them and really make a, a great plan for them. Um, I think now, like you said before, Back in the day when you had season two and three of American Idol and the stars that were being produced in the show, it was a different time. I think now the shows are, like I said yesterday, are kind of very dependent on social media. So it's up to the artists now, even when you win, low key, even when you win to take the exposure that you've gotten from the show to take the fan base that you've gotten from the show, the experience, all of the advice, all of the critiques. And you have to run with it you have to create your own platform and uh, hype up your social media and it's not really hype up it's it's a natural organic thing that happens with your you know your social media however yeah you got to be smart and strategic with it after this show whether you win or don't win last thing too the label mates thing i saw the part Sometimes when you get on a label and this sounds so old school because, you know, there's more independent artistry going on now. But of course, we still have our people who are signed to labels. Our favorite artists are still signing to labels. What happens is when that big label mate is on there, a lot of the attention has been like that for years. The attention goes to the biggest stars. It's like one or two or three top stars on the label. And then everybody else, unfortunately, I mean, it depends. It depends on how the label is managing everybody and what they have to do and what in their careers and what they have going on. But I hate to see people get shelved. And that's my only thing. That's my only thing with um the the show I, I pray that they do continue to catapult people into the stratosphere so i think you made a great point and if you look at what um adam levine said you know we're trying to make this clean but he said mm-hmm. we so much great bleep for these singers <laughs> and they then go to a record label 
and that bleeps it up. And he said that on Howard Stern's show. You know, Howard oh, Stern. Wow. You know, you know, his his priorities are different. You know, you know Howard Stern. So, you know, like Adam Levine and Blake Shelton, they're very much passionate about this because they believe it's some great folks that's coming through there. But it's one type thing of are these shows creating stars? But here's what I think. Okay, and and I'm the social media guy. I I, I can't sing, right? You are. But, so let's hear but, your take on it. And you know, like I think that we're we need to look at these shows in a different light. Let's look at the breakdown of the stats for American Idol from season one to season eleven. So, and just for context, right? So season mm-hmm. season eleven came out in two thousand and twelve, right? So the last episode was May the twenty third, twenty twelve, right? So I want mm-hmm. you to look at these numbers and we're going to also use history to give context. So the first season with Kelly Clarkson, 22.8 million viewers for the season finale. Right. So that was when American Idol was new. You know, they had they had it overseas. Simon Cowell and Simon Fuller brought it over. People were watching it, but they weren't watching it in mass because people were still trying to figure out what it was. But in 2003, when you had Ruben started on the show and he mm-hmm. won 38.1 million viewers. I can assure you a lot of them folks was black. I, can I remember that. that. I was five when that aired. I remember watching the finale. Yes. we every, every black person was like, bro, that man got to win. Like every black person was like, come on, bro. Like we got to make <laughs> it happen. So he, he wins. He becomes a star. So 28.8 million that next season for Fantasia. And then 30.3 million for Carrie Underwood. In season four. So season five, you have Taylor Hicks, 36.4 million. You know, season six, that's Jordan Sparks, 30.7. And then season Mm -hmm. seven, David Cook, 31.7 million. Chris Allen in season eight, 28.9 million. And then then you you see an ebb and flow between season nine and season 10, where the views drop for the season finale will lead lead the wise to 24.2 million. And then it hops back up in season 10 to 29.2 million. And that's season 10. Season 11, wow. which is 2012, that season finale was in 2012, you saw that drop 21.4 million. You're like, that's 21.4 million. It's fine. But then you go to season 12, 14.3. And then season 13, which is around the time they ended that run on Fox, 10.2 million. Now you would think that's 10.2 million folks. This is around the same number that the Oscars got this year, right? But mm-hmm. you, I think you have to factor in that social media Twitter popped off in 06 and it just it started to grow 2010, 2011, 2012. We call that old Twitter, right? So right. around that point in time, like around 2012, around the time you saw that precipitous drop from 38.1 million for that season finale to 10.2 million as you look at season 13, which is I think 2014-ish, it's social media. Like the media ecosystem has changed. The record mm-hmm. label industry has changed. Back in the day, you could plug and play an artist and just give them radio play, and they might could become a starter at least for a little second. But it never really was like that because it's all about the vibe and the story and the marketing. Yeah. And now if you look at it, like that's the that's the problem. So if they're being signed to this record label and you have people that won the voice that literally aren't dropping albums. What do you expect mm. to happen? You expect them just, oh, we're just going to watch them. If a new season comes out, they're trying to get ratings and sell 
ad space. I was an account executive. I quit, but I was an account executive. I, 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 I can't do it. But I was an account executive. Yeah. So you're selling advertising against shows like The Voice because The Voice is getting millions of people to watch. So I want Mercedes to buy with me. I, I, I want people to promote their album on the show. I want for McDonald's to buy with me so I can get money. So I don't think it's like, hey, you know, you has been next caller. It's business. But like you said, in 2021 and in 2020, it's on the artists to make things happen because look at these numbers. TV ain't rocking like that no more. You get more views on TikTok than you're on American Idol. But I wasn't watching American Idol. American Idol was boring in 2014. Nobody was watching American Idol. Oh, gosh. Like, come on. <laughs> well, all I have to say about that is that as reality TV um it's an aspect to it. So basically, of course, it's still a talent show, it's still a music show. But we have to factor in that also reality TV blew up. I mean, it blew up in the early 2000s, too. I mean, that was the start of it. But, you know, shows are looking for storylines. They're looking for us uh, uh, um, to create this narrative as they should. As you say, it's media. Right. But I do believe that more it's more about the reality TV show um aspect at times because it's entertainment so people they're they're aiming to keep people entertained and as i read um too just to see the interaction between you know the coaches and the relationship is very exciting uh, but they can keep this is my thing i think they can keep that 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 entertaining i mean of course it's a show it's a tv show i just hope that they bring up the level of promotion and marketing I, I don't know if that has anything to do with error, like the, the age we're in. They just need to, you know, put the push behind it, put the work behind it. What do you think? I think that they don't know how to create a star because it's like they're in this archaic mode where like they, they just oh TikTok's the new thing. Let's just look at what TikTok's doing. Like literally like this, like you don't create stars by just giving them a record deal. You got to work them in the streets. And I think the voice has its purpose. In the streets. In the streets. Like, I think the voice has its purpose. I think that American Idols 2 has its purpose, although it yes. literally dropped 2 million viewers from the year before. You know, I'm mean, not going to say nothing about that. But, like, literally, like, I think these shows have its purpose. But the big thing is that we have to put it into some level of perspective. The one thing that everybody keeps bringing up, and, and this is something I was doing my research on it. So I want to read you a quote from this Billboard article about you know, American Idol's, like, ratings dropping. So it says, American Idol once created stars like Jennifer Hudson. You know, Starla, they bring up Jennifer Hudson all the time when they could talk about, you know, reality. She, she, she didn't took it. She killed it. She's she's on. Is she, Look, that's all I got to do. Is, exactly. Yeah. So they, they already, like, you know, when, when they talk about, hey, like, what, like, you know, these shows can do, they say, yeah, Fantasia, mm -hmm. yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Especially Kelly Clarkson currently being a judge on The Voice. But they use Jennifer Hudson as that, hey, well, that she didn't win, but she still made it. So American Idol once created stars like Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia, Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, and so on. Even minor stars like Philip Phillips, that's a stupid name. Philip Phillips managed to score hits. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, Philip Phillips managed to score hits. That's when the show had a deal with Clive Davis and his J Records, then part of BMG, which had the know-how and interest to capitalize on the attention. But Idol... This is what they're saying in the, in the article. It's not even about The Voice. Idol, like The Voice, hasn't created a star in a long time. The last name winner, winner is Philip Phillips in season 11. This, the, this is season 19. Can you name last year's winner? No. 
Her name was just Sam. What happened to her? The pandemic can't be the answer for everything. So this is something you're seeing, not just always oh, a voice issue. This is something that's going on with TV in general. These people, these people can sing, you know what I'm saying? They can sing. So it's 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 not a matter of if the person is talented or not. It's more of yeah, to me, it's the push. I, I feel like, it, you know, people are going on these shows. You know, they're looking for the opportunities and the exposure and the fan base. But, it's but, either the artist has to do it for themselves or the show has to do it for them. But then it's like, OK, well, what's the what's the point? That's the point of the show is for them to help out with that. And I, But I think that, you know, the attention is what you know the artists are getting because even John said John said he walked in mm-hmm. Virginia he's a celebrity and that down there yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's that's this, my boy. Yeah, he's, Look. He's, getting, he's getting the radio play he's getting all of that so the call sign awesome. still matters especially from a show mm-hmm. like the voice Definitely. where you have that built-in audience because John's on the show because Blake's on the show you, you have those different genres but we have to put it in perspective that American Idol wasn't experienced because here's what folks forget. They say Fantasia, they say Jennifer Hudson, but let's not forget why we originally started watching it. We started watching because of Simon Cowell because we wanted to see what that man was going to say to these oh, people. Wow. We watched because of Simon Cowell because it's always that Charlemagne type of personality. And I say Charlemagne because he's the shock jock for our culture. Like, it's that Charlemagne type of personality. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, what's he going to say? Like, is he going to make this girl cry? Even during those performances, like, he'll be like, you know, like, like, like you, did, you did really great, but like, like in the beginning. But but this time you didn't do all that great. I don't know what's going on with you. He was saying to the folks that made it versus American Idol now. Oh, you're so great. You saying that Disney song so well? well. I will say that at least it's more respectful because I mean I get it, and of course, and that's the entertainment factor of the reality part. But in my opinion, you know. But I mean, yeah, that's for the entertainment part. But you know, you don't want to you don't want to kill nobody's dream or tear them down. So I'm with the positivity. The, I get what you're saying. Though. The only thing I like though is that, and I talk I talk I spoke with John about this. I like how. On the voice, they don't say you suck. See you later. They're like, hey, you know, well, Victor, you know, you sounded amazing, but I don't like that last part of the song. Here's what I would do. Yes, you, you, you're teaching them instead of tearing them down. It's more so affirmational. You know what That's I'm saying? It. So That's, it's a good critique. So I think that what the voice did is that it's a remix of what Simon was because you're replacing the snark. And the pettiness with the mm-hmm. star power of a John Legend, a Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, and Ariana Grande yes. coming next year, and then a Blake Shelton. You're you're replacing the snark with the star power, and I think that that's what really makes me like the voice because America, I don't, man, they too nice for me, man. They 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 <laughs> too, they too nice. I, if I, if I'm up there, like Randy just did such an amazing job. I stood up for you, like Lionel Richie. What did I do wrong? Tell me what I did wrong, OG. Come on, man. Tell me what I did wrong, OG. I did something wrong. Tell, don't don't tell me everything was peaches and cream and then I get voted off this episode. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like, and I think the judges, the culture, you know, it's, it's different on each show. And then you have, like, you know, American Idol, they include, like, the comedic things right. to keep you entertained. Now, that is, is funny a lot of times. I used to watch American Idol auditions for fun, like the funny ones, like, when people, like, storm out because they mad and stuff like that. Like, this one girl, she was trying to open the door and she was like, I'm gone! And she, like, opened and it was in it, like, like the door did not open. It was like I was like, oh my god! Like she just she it ruined her exit. It ruined her exit. So anyway, she couldn't be dramatic with that one. 
But yeah, I think, I mean, that's the funny part. But of course, they get that content too. So, you know, it just depends. And then the voice, it, yeah, it's just the, it's a different scenario. It's the chairs, it's the turning. It's like, are they going to turn around? And by them not turning around, I guess that's how they express their critique in another way too. So that's interesting. And so I guess the person who doesn't turn around becomes like the Simon Cowell, quote unquote, of the show. Like, do you remember um, with... I don't remember what year it was. I think this was the year with Nikki and Mariah, and that was like pettiness on the next oh. level. Actually, no, it wasn't. Simon Cowell was still in this season. So, do you? Re- so, so I, I, I just want to see, like, like let's see. Were you watching American Idol when 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 when, when, th- when this happened right here? Like, and then this is live. I didn't plan this, y'all. Do you remember this? With your pants on the ground, with the gold in your mouth, hey, yes. turn sideways, pants hit the ground. Call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool. Walking downtown with your pants on the ground, giddy up. Hey, get your pants off the ground, looking like a fool. Walking, talking with your pants on the ground, giddy up. Hey, get your pants off the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. Go in the mouth. He was so into it. He was. So- he was serious. And Mary J. Blige was like, because Mary J. Blige was on the season, because like this is when they started. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Remember that? So, like, she joined the season this time. And I'm like, bro, like, Pants on the Ground had to be like the GOAT moment. Like, outside of when Simon said, what the hell was that? That was my favorite moment. And I think it's funny because now that's when it's funny. Like, when, you know, when the people are actually serious, you know, like, they really are serious. And so they're just showing that it's people who come from all over. Who are serious about what they do? It was and, dead serious, and he and he was dead serious. But you know the funny thing about him is, and this goes back to the part of you know, like what do you get from being on shows like this? He was not. He he knew he wasn't gonna get no golden ticket. <laughs> he was on there to literally. He he was on there to make a statement. To, some to, people he was on to make a statement to the young folks. Think they gonna get the gold? They think they gonna get it. I, I, like you, so so you think that the pants on the ground guy. He wanted to go never to know what's going on in that head, especially for him to make up that song. You never know. I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't he know. probably did. <laughs> I feel like he was trying to make a statement, and it's like shows are like that where, where it's like, what what do you do with it? Because we're still talking about him. He was terrible. He cannot sing, and he don't. But he went viral, and that personality of his is shined through all of that. It shined past that, and he became a world-renowned sensation. He's like, like that, that. That man is now shining at work in the morning. It? Like you know, that's what he's doing. That's he he, doing. he he went in the YouTube Hall of Fame probably. But, but what's so know. crazy is that at that moment, because like viral wasn't viral then, even though. Social media was more open. It's not viral. But that's now. how that's how it went viral on YouTube. Like yeah. I remember just watching Scarlet takes a tumble and you know different stuff like that. You know <laughs> I took it all the way back. But that that video real. that video reminds me of that era right there. What, what, I don't know if that was the same era. See, but th- this was the asking all them questions era. Remember asking all them questions. This is around. Oh that yeah, era I knew all of the words. You know what I'm I knew saying? all of the words. So how I look at it is that social media. You have to look at it like this too. When we go back to you know the conversation about you know the voice in American out of creating stars is the aspect of this as well. 
what does viral mean now? Because viral in 2012 doesn't mean viral now because viral in 2012. Yeah. Facebook was more open. Yeah. You know, Instagram wasn't what it is now. Like we're on Instagram mm -hmm. now live now. And then you have Twitter. Twitter was old Twitter, but now you have a TikTok. You have Instagram with the different, the reels and the different ways to be discovered. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, viral means more now because you have more ways to be discovered versus it being only really two outlets back in the day because you couldn't factor in Snapchat because Snapchat wasn't that discovery tool at that point and then Instagram wasn't the media outlet that it is now the social media outlet we have all these different tools so you have to factor that part in as well is that times have changed you know yeah and each era I love that you brought this up because I was just thinking about how each era had his own definition of viral, like you said. So when you go back to MySpace, was it Soldier Boy who took advantage of that? Mm -hmm. I, I, I've watched different documentaries on how people, you know, catapulted their way into success and different things of that nature. Yeah, he, you know, as he said, what was the viral thing, Soldier Boy? He was like, Drake. Dra yeah, Dra Drake. Drake. Yeah, it, so anyway, that interview, he was like, I yeah. was the first to do, but it's it's true though. Like, um, MySpace, I think it was like the downloads and the streams when the when the record industry first got hit with that. Oh, people are downloading music for free. This record sales are not what they used to be because people are getting access to it. So you got that era. So he took advantage of that. And then you, yeah, that was out. Then you got the next era. YouTube, like I said, was definitely a big part. I just remember when I first found out about YouTube and I got on there and I was like, oh my God, like I can listen to any song. I one, I can watch any music video that I want. I was looking up Chris Brown stuff, and I was a big Breezy, Team Breezy fan at the time. So it just depends on how you look at it. Then you got Twitter, and it was like the follow <laughs> trains and different stuff, like all of these different things. So now you got Instagram, which is such a, a, a symbolic world, like images and pictures, and TikTok and took it to the next level. Like, I'm so impressed with tiktok game and how a song can pop off like that now i mean you're right like what do not saying what do we need you always gonna need a purpose for the reality tv music shows and for the um you know the regular industry standard for the music industry but tiktok what was it track star you got the coil ray song you got um yeah like you have all those different discovery outlets and you know i think that that's the big thing is that is the voice in american idol they're giving you know you know these singers critiques on how they mm -hmm. sound and how they carry the music but are you really putting them in a social media boot camp like are, are, are you are you are you really giving them that but i gotta play this real quick because this is, we're right. almost out of, out of time i want to see if we can get some folks on on to talk to us possibly but gotcha. but you know no you you said the soldier boy moment I got it for you Drake <laughs> Drake <laughs> push a T thinking they're hiding this kid from the world but his world wanna hide from the kid Bobby <laughs> Graham in a wheelchair Drake yeah Drake I, I, even even Soldier Boy that made a comeback on TikTok and it's not even about a comeback I always respect like I always respect artists I don't be like oh people be like you know oh that's another thing people so quick to say people fell off nowadays that's a whole nother conversation that's, that's a whole a, nother that's topic a, that's a, oh, we gonna oh. we gonna talk about that I yeah for sure I have mixed feelings about that sometimes because yeah. I, I I still give legends or quote unquote 
people who made big impacts their respect. So I'd be like, oh, Soldier Boy, even though like people are like, oh, he haven't had blah blah hits and blah blah blah. But like, yeah, he's smart when it comes to. It's crazy how he did it before with like the dance, the Soldier Boy dance. Now he did it again with the new TikTok challenge. And, I love the correlation. But it 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 goes back to the aspect of like you know, branding in, in, in a real way. So, mm-hmm. so, so I, I want to really quickly bring it back to the voice. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, you know, with, with, with Victor, right? So I think Victor, you know, um, you know, Blake Shelton, of course, is going to big up his, his person, you know, with, with, with you know, with, with, with Anthony. So he's going to he's going to big him up. But I think that Victor in a way is so poised to take off after the voice, because here's one thing people have to factor in. If we're talking about, really making things happen after these shows, you have to factor in your personal brand. So mm-hmm. like you, you can't hop on these shows and just pop off like back in the day and have your record deal or whatever, because the economy is different. I'm not talking about the economy, like gas prices going up. I'm talking about the social mm-hmm. media economy. Right. So Victor, he had a sector. I think he had like 10,000 followers before the voice. Now he has 17,000. He's Mr. HBCU. Nice. He's Mr. North Carolina A&T. He's, he's an alpha. So he, he touches all these different lanes already versus somebody that didn't already have that. So what do you think about the aspect of like Victor within this conversation? Man, I, it goes back to what just John said yesterday um, about the resources I think that he was already um, Victor's already in a position where he has his support team from, you know, um, the alphas, from the fraternity, from the school, from and it's NCAT at that a huge population. And then you Mr. HBCU, King, Queen. So it, it's it's all a platform of success and as a person like I said who uh, won Miss Norfolk State University who is a part of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated who won Miss Finks in the Miss Black and Gold pageant and different things of that nature I think it puts you when you have these you know accomplishments and all, all these accomplishments aren't everything but when you go through these things it prepares you for the next level it's it's like you're going through things on the hbcu level so now when you get on a show like this you like okay i've been in a similar situation in this maybe not as many people watching maybe not as many this maybe not as much of this but i think it all it all works and it's a beautiful background to have and the farther he goes the more that he can look back to where he came from and be like wow like I really did that. I remember when I was here. I remember when I was at school, when I was singing, when I when I sung for Common, when I did this, when I did that. So it just like that's why we have this show. It takes the support of his of his people. We're his people, HBCU community, and like you said, with the ten thousand followers, like he already had that. So that's a solid fan base, you know, right there. I mean especially for social media and marketing terms. So now that he's growing his following, more and more people are learning about him every single day. And every time one person discovers you, they get to enter your world as an artist. That's what I love about being an artist is that like they enter the world of Victor or they enter the world of Starlet or whoever the artist may be. So it's exciting. I think it's going to continue to grow from here. And I think that, like like you said, you know, entering the world of Victor, and he has his own way to promote himself. He has Instagram, yeah. And 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 I think that what 
you know, the New York Post article, what I think it was very nuanced and very honest. And I think even the other articles that I read about this is that I, I just don't think we're factoring in the personal brands because Victor can really make it happen literally with just within the HBCU circuit. Victor wins the voice. He's Teflon to any HBCU. Because first of all, you gotta mm-hmm. realize this. Because I know how it feels to tr- visit these HBCUs and be good. Like I'm, I, I'm at, fi- I'm in Fisk Calf eating the fish on Friday, like for free. You know what I'm saying? I, I know how. I, I'm never, I'm never gonna give that up. I know how it feels. All right, I know how it feels. So it's like Victor come in, so boom, he walks in. He already in Alpha, so he walking the yard with, with with the Alphas that's on that campus. Then he a King. He linking up with with his brother King, whoever was, was the King there. His brother King is linking him with someone. Then on top of that, you know he's already on the voice so it's like you have all of that combined together i think we need to talk about this not me being biased but mm-hmm. looking at the set of circumstances cam anthony who's a black man shout 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 to all the black folks room for everybody black but you know shout <laughs> cam anthony i hope he becomes that superstar but if i'm putting my money on anybody i'm putting it on victor because victor already is succeeding in one sector which is HBCU pageantry. And this is an HBCU year. We have our vice president that's black. You have Senate, not black, and also she's also in H, she went to HBCU. You have, you have our, our senators that are black that went to HBCUs. You have all these yeah. different folks. You, you have Deion Sanders that is at Jackson State at an HBCU. So this is an HBCU year. So you're telling me that Victor won't win the voice and he won't take off because of that and A&T won't throw Victor a parade when he, when, <laughs> when he, gets, when he gets back to camp? He grabbed us in December. You're telling me that not, A&T's not going to throw him a a parade and make sure like everybody knows hey this the winner of the voice went to north carolina yeah. and t aggie pride you, you don't think they're gonna say that like I, I just don't see the aspect of oh boy we can't create stars it is on it is contingent upon two people to me it is contingent mm-hmm. upon the artist to have grown their brand before they get on a vehicle such as the voice so it's so, so it can vindicate them when they get the following and when they get the love but also it is contingent upon them folks over there on The Voice, them folks over on American Idol, and whatever reality TV show, whatever pops up, because you still have that that level of cachet and that clout you get from being on TV. The man, the, the singer can deal with that, but if you're not teaching those artists backstage how you can market yourself, you're doing them a that's that's the disservice. Blake 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 been around forever. He did a duet with Gwen Stefani. I, I like that duet. Why don't you teach? Why don't you teach Cam Anthony since he's such a superstar? How he can make it on social media? You doing it? You know what I'm saying? John's doing it. So it's like, why don't y'all have a workshop? Why don't you have a boot camp? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, like you said, it's it's. It's, it's up to us as a people. We got to support our own one. And that's why this is, like I said, it's such a beautiful platform. Shout out to Pulse Radio, HBCU Pulse. Because when other people are not doing that for us, we got to do it for ourselves, one. But then two, like you said, it's something, you know, and everybody, every artist, especially being on these shows, there are resources to make teams or um, social media plans. You got a social media manager. Um, I think, yeah, it's definitely a boot camp for the artists and just just creating a, a layout, you know, to follow. Because, you know, a lot of pe- these people, they have 
well, I know different people have assistants and people who can maybe help out with the social media part and aspect of it. But yeah, I agree with you. You're you're totally right about embracing um, the artist. Like, I would love to see NCAT throw him a parade because he deserves it. And it's a big moment. It's a big moment um, in HBCU history. It goes down in the books, you know what I'm saying? And he can continue to take it from here and that's the only thing um you know these celebrities like as far as the judges they already have this fan base that is interested in in what they're doing and so as long as you have that exposure and that fan base and that's the thing about these shows exposure 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 that's my main word that comes to mind and fan base because you can definitely grow your following from there but once once it goes from there. It's definitely obviously more work to be done. It's always work to be done when you're an artist. It's always something to create. So yeah, the goal is just to take it from there. And one thing I'll say before we move on, because it's all, we're almost out of time. Yeah. Uh, one thing we have to also look at as well is that instead of American Idol and shows like The Voice being the mm-hmm. be all end all of, oh, this is when I'm a pop off. Why don't we look at it as a part of the strategy, like the overall strategy of pushing the artist? Because I would rather I have my artist, if I'm branding my artist, if I have my artist that already has a following, that already has maybe 50,000 followers, but they, they're not at that point where it's like, okay, I can eat off my album money. I can eat off my tour money. And they're just sort of just, okay, I'm still working a regular job, but I got this wave on TikTok. I got this wave on, on, on Instagram. That's when I would put them on a show such as The Voice, because that fifty thousand turns to a hundred thousand. Then you have a base of people that's already gonna vote for you. I think that we have to look at shows such as American Idol, as well as The Voice, as strategy. Just like going to the radio station is a strategy to get your music out there and get your name out there. Just like doing interviews on Pulse Radio and HBCU Pulse and Queen Series. That's a part of the strategy. We need to look at these shows like a strategy and not as the the magic bullet and the magic one. Oh, I'm a celebrity now. That's just not going to happen anymore, to be honest. But 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 we have to go on and go. I want to talk about this really quickly because tentatively, and I cannot say this definitively, we do know the schedule for the rest of the season. So this this might be an exclusive. All right. This might be an exclusive. I don't know. So, but Wikipedia, I know Wikipedia is Wikipedia, but Wikipedia was actually <laughs> right. They, they were right. They helped, they helped us prepare for this moment. So we know that this was just the road to the live. So, so the live playoff edition was the live top 17. You had the performance yesterday. You had the results today. So the live top nine performances is next week, starting at 8 p.m. So Victor's going to be performing again on next week. It's going to be on May the 17th at 8 p.m. on NBC. And we'll find out the results on May the 18th at 8 p.m. It's going to be an hour-long show on that Tuesday on the 18th. And on that Monday, it's going to be a more elongated show. All right? So mm-hmm. that's one of the big things we definitely uh, need to look at and we have to support. And then we're looking for Victor. Victor's in the semifinals. We're trying to get Victor to the live finale. So the live finale part one is on the 24th at 8 p.m. And the live finale part two, which is the be all end all, where we'll probably will figure out who's won this season of The Voice, will be on the 25th at 8 p.m. And that's a Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday. So we need to make sure, book that in your calendar. 
we're rocking. We're going to be here. We want to do some more amazing things. We, we thank everybody for voting and for supporting us and also just for supporting Victor as well. We're, this, we're not done yet. You know what I'm saying? Like We have to get him through this top nine and then get him to the live finale round. And then we lit. Then we can start planning <laughs> the championship parade at that point. So we got to make sure that we continue to vote, continue to support, and let our folks know, hey, it's not over. Because Victor cannot do this himself. Vic- Victor's getting the likes for the post, and he's getting A&T supporting him. But A&T cannot do it themselves. This is a win for HBCUs if Victor makes All it HBCUs. to that point. So we, we, have, we have to really show support. And I can assure you that based off the HBCU support, I can assure you that Victor's going to be a star. I don't know what that article talking about, but I can assure you that Victor is going to be a star. So really quickly, I see a comment. So I don't know if the young brother from, a, from another HBCU is still on American Idol, but if he is, we still need to support him. So that's Deshaun. Deshaun, sadly, he made it to the top nine, but he didn't make it past the Disney episode, but Deshaun did an amazing job. But he did an outstanding we, job. We watched it live. Deshaun did an amazing job. We're definitely looking to bring Deshaun on. So if y'all know him, man, y'all definitely you know let him know we want to bring him on. But we'll, we'll reach out yeah. as well. But yeah, Deshaun did an amazing job. We, we were pulling for him. Jackson State, member of the Sonic Boom. You know, I'm telling like like we, we got some heavy hitters at HBCUs. So mm-hmm. like definitely shout out to Deshaun and shout out to Ane from Howard University. She's graduating. And then you also have Dion who goes to Elizabeth City State University. Ane and Dion were on The Voice this season. They also were from HBCUs as well. So shout out to everyone from the HBCUs just making us look good, man. Y'all, the representation, we're here for the representation, man. It's it's the representation for me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. overall, let's go on and put a pin in this. Starla, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Y-E-H underscore I-M-S-T-A-R. And that is yeah underscore I'm star. I am also on TikTok. Yeah underscore I'm star. You can find me on Twitter, official Starlet and Facebook, Starlet Wyndham. That's that's the, the family page over there. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it, and I, I, I got, I got to end. I got to end with this. Hopefully, Instagram don't, don't cut us off because we're still live on Instagram right now. But we got to end with this, man. We're have so we, many. We, we, we got, we got to end with we made it by Soldier Boy Drake. We got to end with it. We got to end with it. You brought, you brought up Soldier Boy, Starlet. You brought, you brought up Soldier Boy. I did. Like, like this, this was the song before the Drake moment. This was the song. We made it. I. Like we making mm-hmm. it over here. We gotta get Victor over this hump, man. And we gotta make sure to continue to support Victor, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Monday is going down at live performance. Make sure to tap in with HBCU Pulse. Make sure to tap in with Queen Series with Pulse Radio. We're gonna continue to show love to Victor and also let you guys know what's rocking. Make sure to subscribe to the text list at 478-221-7127. You, you can text. You know, HBCU talent to that number and you'll be able to get all the updates mm-hmm. on what's happening and what's going on. So make sure to tap in. Let's make it happen. Let's show that support. But outside of that, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. And we will see you on the other side. HBCUs yeah. We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From Royal Court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. 
Make sure to tap in and learn more at hbcupulse.com.